Welcome back to Quest Complete, everyone. My name is Cody Spitzelberger of Geek Domination. If you've been here before, welcome back. If you're new here, welcome to my solo show where I talk about video games, no matter how big, no matter how small. We talk about games, we do reviews, we do discussions on them. Sometimes I have guests, none today. But today we're going to be doing a review of one of my most, and not even one of, my most anticipated game of 2017. This was a game that was announced at E3 2015, out of nowhere, and when I initially saw the launch trailer, since then I have been absolutely captivated with this game, obsessed, and just had the sense of urgency that I needed to play it, needed to experience this game, and figure out what exactly was going on with it. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm talking about Horizon Zero Dawn, Guerrilla Games' newest IP exclusively for the PS4. Now, I do want to apologize for this review being done a little later than I would have originally liked between playing Horizon and playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild as, as well as working and dealing with all a bunch of other life stuff. This review is now just being recorded a little shy of three weeks after the game came out, but I wanted to give myself plenty of time to experience this game and also Breath of the Wild, which I'm going to be doing another Quest Complete episode on be able to fully talk about what I felt about the games, be able to give comprehensive reviews. Now, I am actually going to be changing how I do reviews a little bit for this show. We're going to be tackling each game in three separate categories. The first is going to be gameplay, which is you know, self-explanatory. It's the most important part of the game, in my opinion. Then we're going to do presentation, which is graphics and music for the most part. And then we're going to go into the story. I'll give a broad overview of the story with trying to avoid spoilers as much as possible. I'll give my full thoughts on the review right after that, and then I will give a spoiler warning. We'll go into the story a little bit more in depth with spoilers for those who have played the game. Want to hear my story on? Hear my thoughts on the story. And if not, if you don't care about spoilers, you can hear about it there. But that's how we're going to be tackling reviews from now on. And with that, let's get started with this review. And I made some bold claims about this game since it came out, saying it's one of my favorite games of all time. Since it is, I do stand by that. Some of my original comments that say it was one of my top five games of all time. Now. Don't think it quite hit the mark. I think I was a little um, high on hype at that point, if you want to say. But definitely one of my top 10 favorite games of all time since I played this game. Now, I am happy to say that it doesn't look like it was just me who had a lot of these same thoughts with this game. Almost everyone I talked to, the reviews I read online, were praising this game for the same reasons I were enjoying it. I am a little disappointed, though, because with this game, when it released... I'm a little sad that its legacy is going to get tarnished by Breath of the Wild, which released only a few days after it. People are claiming to be one of the greatest games of all time at this point, so I'm hoping that Horizon doesn't kind of be forgotten about, and I feel like to some people it already has, which is a little disappointing, but it's a great game, and through my review, I hope to show you that if you haven't given the game, I hope that you give it a chance after this, my review, and maybe be able to sway your thoughts from here so let's get started so let's get started with the story of this game since i feel like it is pretty important it being a brand new ip and we haven't seen anything like this before so i'm going to start with story i wouldn't generally do this i'd like to save it for the end so i can go straight into spoilers but i think it's important to explain the general premise of this game's story before i go into the gameplay i feel like it'll be a little bit more digestible and understandable that way so horizon zero dawn takes place in the post-apocalyptic future approximately 1000 years into the future where we see the world and humans kind of regress into a primitive society with tribal tribal societies tribal weapons stuff like that now you play the game as aloy who is a female tribal member of the tribe of noras and we know from the beginning of the game that she is actually an outcast from birth you don't know exactly what the circumstances are that made her put that way at the very beginning of the game but the beginning of the game you know aloy as a child is an outcast and she's put under the care of another outcast whose name is rost 
At the beginning of the game, when you play as Aloy as a child, you get to see her deal with being an outcast and how she handles it. The Nora handled outcasting people very seriously to the point where they are persecuted and shunned. And the Noras even get in trouble if they talk to outcasted people. And watching a child, I believe at the beginning of the game, she's about six or seven, trying to wrap her head around just people, why people won't talk to her, why she can't interact with people is pretty heartbreaking and you see her deal with that and dealing with being an outcast and kind of figuring out why exactly she is an outcast is one of the biggest motivations of the game for Aloy. You see her struggling with, again, the ideology that she's been an outcast since birth. Why? Why do people treat me this way? What did I do? What happened to me to where I'm treated this way? It's one of the biggest motivations of the game for her. You see her struggle through this without the game and at the very beginning of the game, she her whole goal is to basically be accepted by the tribe. And Rost, again, who's her caretaker, explains to her that there is a way for her status of outcast to be revoked, and it's something called the Proving, which is something that all Nora's tribe people go through at the age of about 17, 18, where they basically prove themselves to be worthy of being a warrior of the tribe. They call warriors braves in this. So following the initial child segment of the beginning of the game, approximately 10 years later, we revisit Aloy, you know, who's basically been training for the Proving for the last 10 years, becoming the warrior that she needs to be to pass the Proving. Now, if you complete the Proving, that's that's enough for them. You know, you're you're not an outcast anymore. You're considered a brave. You get full membership in the tribe, whatever. If you win, and that's just being like doing the best job in the proving, the matriarchs, who are the Nora leaders, have to grant you a request. And for Aloy, she wants to figure out exactly why she is an outcast. She figures that she's been an outcast since birth. That almost has to have something to do with her mother. So for her, the proving is a way to figure out what exactly happened to her mother, who she is, and she's never known her. And again, why is she an outcast? So you go through the proving, some stuff happens. Aloy learns a little bit about her past, and it's basically time for her to go experience the world and figure out all the magic and majesty that's trapped within it. Now, the world, again, I did say this was a post-apocalyptic world. There's a couple things that are interesting about this. It is set in the future, so there are ruins of the old ones, is what they call them, which is basically like little bunkers and you know ruins of very futuristic technology you get to see Aloy experiencing those there's also one of the main selling points of the game which there are basically robot dinosaurs running around everywhere which is pretty freaking awesome so that's basically the general premise of the story you have Aloy outcast of the Noras gets accepted into the Noras after going through the proving goes out into the world to resolve some conflict and basically battle with other tribes spoilers quote-unquote and also fighting robot dinosaurs and other robots she finds along the way. Aloy also has a fascination with the Old Ones, which is what they just call the people who came before them, before the post-apocalyptic event. The Old Ones, we don't really know anything about them in the beginning of the game, but at the young age, Aloy actually stumbles into one of these ruins, and she actually discovers a piece of technology called a Focus, which is basically a little thing that sits on the temple of her head, and she basically it gives her information. It's almost like... A holographic UI in real life so she, she sees information about stuff and she kind of starts learning more about the old world so since that moment she's had a fascination with the old ones so a lot of the game too for her is what exactly happened to the old ones why is the world left in this state so main two points of the game go out into the world solve the conflict and then figure out exactly what happened to the old ones
So that's all I'm going to talk about for the story for now because, again, I don't want to go into really any spoilers in the beginning of stories part. Overall, the story becomes incredibly enthralling and incredibly in-depth by the end of the game. There are so many themes by the end of the game that I was not expecting when I originally picked up this game. Themes of religion, themes of the creation of life, and stuff like that. So it's really quite in-depth. There's a lot of mystery at the beginning of the game that we see a lot of that mystery kind of getting resolved by the end of the game. There's a lot of plot twists. It's a really cool story. The story was one of the best parts of the game for me by the end of it. So story... That, that's all I'm going to talk about for now, again, for spoiler reasons. So now let's jump into gameplay. So Horizon Zero Dawn is an open-world action-adventure game with RPG elements, where, again, you play as Aloy as she travels the open world and tries to resolve the game's conflict. There's all your standard tropes of a modern-day open-world game. You have your main quests, you have your side quests, you have a bunch of things to collect, you have a bunch of side objectives. All of that's there. None of that's groundbreaking. We've seen it in games like Fallout, Skyrim, Witcher 3, Final Fantasy 15 recently, so we know what to expect from this kind of game at this point. But fortunately for Horizon Zero Dawn, it did give itself an edge and do something that's never really been done before, where your main tool for combat is a bow in a world where you are generally fighting robot dinosaurs. Again, this is something we saw in the E3 2015 announcement trailer, and all my brain was, holy crap, I'm a girl running around with a bow and arrow shooting robot dinosaurs. And that seems pretty freaking cool. And guess what? The combat is one of the best parts of the game. It's, it's exactly as you sound. You're Aloy. You're running out with a bow and arrow. You're shooting stuff. It's great. The bow controls fantastically. It's upgradable. It's modifiable. There's different types of arrows you can use. There's a lot of depth with the bow and arrow combat system. There are also different weapons you can use in the game. Like you do have a spear for melee combat, which is generally not advised, which, you know, the game definitely does punish you for trying to run around and just melee everything. You also have weapons, you know, you have different types of bows, ones that just are for good for general combat, and you have a sharpshooter bow, which is more like a general sniper rifle, some long-range precision shots. You have a thing called a trip caster, which is, you know, you're setting up wires that do various things to your opponents. You have a blast sling, which shoots bombs. You have a rope caster, which ties shit down and brings it to the ground, so there's a lot of cool ways to fight stuff in this game. And that is, honestly, one of the game's strengths, where it gives you a bunch of different tools, a bunch of different weapons, and you can handle any task the way you see fit. If you want to just run around, you know, stay from a distance and just snipe everything with a long shot bow, you can do that. If you kind of want to take more of a stealth approach and come in and just kind of silent kill everyone, you can do that. You can run around set traps. You can just go into an all guns out blazing battle with people. There's so many different ways to how you can approach each objective. And that's one of the cool things about this game. There is no one right answer to how to tackle each objective there are other really cool parts of the game there's a really one of the best crafting systems i've ever seen in a game to the point where you can craft almost all of your ammo for your weapons and you can do this in the middle of combat and it handles it in a very streamlined well done way that doesn't take you out of combat for very long or at, lo at all really so you can craft what you need get right back into the battle you use crafting materials to upgrade your satchels, how many weapons you can carry, how many resources you can carry, stuff like that. And all the materials are generally pretty easy to get. There's no like super rare, crazy drop chance ones. You know, a lot of the time you can just get a certain resource for doing a certain thing. For example, like, you know, you need a certain part from a machine. So you just go hunt those specific machines. You need a certain branch. You go find that. You need a certain herb. You go find that. So the crafting was really well done. I particularly enjoyed the way they handled ammo crafting in the middle of combat 
very streamlined way where it does not take you out of combat at all, but doesn't leave you stranded if you somehow run out of ammo in the middle of combat. And that's really about it for gameplay. It's very streamlined. It's nothing we haven't seen before with the exception of just the tools it gives to you and the setting for it. It was one of the most enjoyable parts of the game. It's very well designed. It's very fair, I also feel like, to where the point where there are different there are different ways to handle every single objective, but you will find ones that work better than others. You will find ones that definitely punish you for trying to do that. Should also mention that the game does have a very typical of the genre dialogue wheel when you're interacting with people now. There are also some quote-unquote morality choices where you do get to see Aloy you get to choose exactly what Aloy does in each situation. And while none of them do really impact the story in any drastic way, it is interesting and it's enjoyable to see when a game gives you that choice to kind of pave your own story. But yeah, just to wrap up gameplay here, again, combat system, fantastic. The open world genre is very well represented in this game, dealing with things, you know, main quests, side quests. You have your typical, you know, things that you have to do to get more areas of the map involved. You have what they call bandit camps where you go and just take back a little area of the map. There's tons of things to explore, but the coolest thing about the gameplay is what they call cauldrons in this game, which are basically little mini dungeons that are also, they are very, very mechanically heavy designed dungeons. It takes a lot from the mechanical dinosaur trope, but very cool dungeons. One of the best parts of the game, there were only four of them, unfortunately, but very, 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 very cool. Gameplay as a whole, fantastically well done. And with that, all we have left is presentation. And my God, if this isn't one of the most well-presented games I have ever played. The reviews coming out right before the game saying that this was one of the most graphically impressive games that they have ever seen. I did not 100% believe until I turned on my PS4 for the first time. I am fortunate to have a PS4 Pro now with the 4K TV, so that advantage Definitely gives the game a lot of depth and a lot of gorgeousness with the graphics. It's it's beautiful. That's all I really have to say. The high fidelity graphics and just how it, that mixes with the environment, with the large open fields and all the nature mixed in with the mechanical aspects of it creates for a very cool, very unique presentation that has rarely been done and never really been done this good in my opinion. All the cutscenes in the game look absolutely fantastic, and just running around in the game is something that was just enjoyable, just because of how much detail and how much depth everything had, and just the scale of everything. It was so large, so beautiful, everything looked fantastic. It was, it was just great. I mean, I could gush about the graphics for hours with this game. The music as a whole was also very well done, and the sound design in general, everything seemed very realistic when it came to this, the general sound effects. The music was... Not like overly impressive to the point where like I could start humming like a song right now. It's one of the main themes is one of the best songs in the game. But music as a whole was fantastic. It did not deter my experience. It only enhanced it. So presentation as a whole was absolutely phenomenal in this game. It is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Sound design, very well done. Music, very well done as well. Okay, so let's start wrapping up this review. Who is this game for? This game is for people who love open world, who want to experience something that's never really been done before, experience a very new, unique world with a really cool mix between nature and mechanical aspects, dealing with a character who has a lot of motivations for what she's doing, why she's doing what she's doing, and given tools to do stuff in a very cool way. I fortunately got everything I wanted to with this game. I knew it was open world. I knew the tropes that came with the genre. And they handled all those tropes very, very, very well. The game was also almost designed flawlessly. I, I have not heard of many glitches or bugs throughout the game. I had two very minor bugs 
that just kind of come with games nowadays where basically it was just a little graphical glitch and one where the game just kind of freaked out and threw me a couple feet into the air but I mean it was fine it was you know more comedical than anything more to the point it didn't deter me from my experience at all my one biggest problem with the game is a lot of the time the side quests really don't feel like they were worth doing there are definitely some that give you some really cool rewards but a lot of the time it was really just some resources and some money there was only a few that gave you like cool weapons cool armor gave you stuff that really motivated you for doing them and I've heard this complaint from a lot of people to where a lot of the time side quests I mean you do them just because you know you're a completionist you do them for whatever other reason so side quests could have been done a little bit better with the rewards. I should also mention for the completionists out there that this game does not look like it is a very difficult 100% to trophy. Um, I'm not really a big completionist anymore, unfortunately, but I do plan on going back, playing through this game again on a higher difficulty, which there are difficulties, I'll go to that in just a second, and experience the game on a higher difficulty and 100% it with all the side quests done, all the collectibles and everything, 100% all the trophies. And this game, just like I said, has different difficulties. So there is a challenge aspect for those who want it. Unfortunately, there is no trophy tied to a higher difficulty, but that shouldn't be a big deterrent for people who just want to challenge. Um, Typical things of difficulties here, you know, you do more damage on lower difficulties, you deal less on higher, you take more damage on higher difficulties. The biggest thing that they did with the difficulties and on the higher ones, you get less resources as a whole. So that makes the whole survival crafting element of the game done that much better. So a lot of the people I've talked to have said that this game is a must buy for the PS4. And I kind of agree with them. If you enjoy cool new games that have a lot going for them or very unique, you definitely should play this game. It is one of my top favorite games of all time. Top 10, not top 5. But I 100% enjoy this experience. Every person I've talked to has played the game and beat it has the same exact things to say that I do. You should play this game. 100%. If you have a PlayStation 4 and you haven't played this game yet, go do it. My biggest worry is this game is going to be forgotten about this year at like reward shows with games like Breath of the Wild and potentially with Mass Effect Andromeda coming out later this week. We don't know exactly how great that game is going to do quite yet. It has a lot of hype going for it, but I absolutely love this game. If you have a PS4, you 100% need to go out and play it. And I will add to that, if you want the best experience for this game, I highly recommend having a PS4 Pro and a 4K TV. I'm not saying you should go out and buy them just specifically for this game but if you have those already ready to you or you've been thinking about getting a ps4 pro this game is definitely a great show of the ps4 pro's power and how well it can do on a 4k tv and with that i did want to give a couple more of my thoughts about the story in regards to spoilers so if this is where you were stopped listening to the review, thank you so much for listening. I do really appreciate it. Go out and play this game. If you have played this game, please comment below with your thoughts about it. Make sure you go over to geekdomination.net for all of our content, all of our podcast reviews, all of our various shows. All of that can be found right there. Thank you guys for listening. Spoiler warning in three, two, one. This game has one of the best stories I have ever experienced in a video game. It's 100% unique from anything I've ever experienced ever before there were so many cool things in this game that has never really been tried before you know we know it's post-apocalyptic we know it takes place in the future we see remnants of a more civilized more futuristic technology and civilization and seeing that to where the game starts off finding out exactly what's happened to the humans to get to this point was incredibly fascinating so very early in the game you actually come across a very different type of robot than the other ones you were experiencing before you know not, not as much as the animalistic 
robots, where this one is more of like a killer, you know, weapon robot. And then this one in particular was called a corruptor. You see it very early in the game and you're like, okay, well, this robot's completely different from anything I've ever seen before. What the hell is this? Throughout the game, you learn that these are what was called pharaoh robots that were designed by the pharaoh industries team, you know, about a thousand years into the past. Early on, you see that Aloy has an uncanny resemblance to someone who was present during those times, Dr. Elizabeth Sopek. And that's the driving force as to why Aloy goes out into the world and starts discovering things. So she wants to figure out who this Elizabeth is. She doesn't know if she's exactly her mother. There's an uncanny resemblance to her. So for a lot of the game, you think that she is. But you see that part of it. And that's the main reason that Aloy goes out into the world. Throughout the game, you see exactly why the world is set this way. The Pharaoh robots were the ones that kind of destroyed the world and put it in this state. They have technology that allows them to basically degrade the Earth's biosphere, and they can also regenerate and regrow on their own. So these Pharaoh robots basically started overrunning the world. Sobek designed this plan, and it was called Project Zero Dawn. It's part where the game comes from, and it was basically a way to rebuild humanity following the collapse. Her and a bunch of different scientists go out and basically figure out exactly how they want to make humanity be able to basically become reborn following their full collapse. So they start building these bunkers and start, you know, developing technology to make it to where embryos and stuff can be just kind of cultivated until later point. They start collecting knowledge to where these people can learn and they start developing it into this massive AI called Gaia, who is basically the thing that will oversee the rebirth of the human race. And you have different parts of Gaia that make it up. Like, I don't remember the exact names off the top of my head, but there's like a different part that oversees the creation of the robot dinosaurs, which were used to basically allow the Earth to be re-inhabitable. There's the part that's in charge of knowledge and stuff like that. Then you have Hades. Hades turns out to be the main villain of the game, who is basically a corrupt part of Gaia, who just wants to destroy the world at this point. But that's all I'm really going to say in more of a spoiler way to the game, because if you are indeed still listening to this and you have not played the game, I do not want to ruin exactly what it is. The story is one of the strongest parts of the game. How stuff kind of starts folding out and all the plot twists and cliffhangers that you deal with throughout the game makes for a very enjoyable story, and I do not want to ruin that for anyone this was just kind of more of a, you know, a little bit more in-depth story for those who weren't exactly sure, you know, what exactly the game was and they wanted to experience a little bit more. So my thoughts, as I already said, story is one of the best parts of the game. Some of the themes that are presented later on, you know, with religion, creation of light, the hierarchy, the tribal system, stuff like that. It's very, very cool. And a game's never really hit me this way before with these tones. So I was very surprised when I enjoyed the story as much as I did with this. And with that, I think I've rambled for quite long enough when it comes to this game. So I want to thank you again for listening. If you are still here, go play this game. It is one of my favorite games of all time. It deserves all the praise it's been getting. And it's it's really, there's nothing like it. You need to experience it. So thank you guys for listening. Again, geekdomination.net for all of our content. There will be a second episode of Quest Complete coming this month that will be probably coming a week after this one, and that will be covering another fantastic game that came out this month, which was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.